actually was thinking about this the other day, like, how am I doing this? Like, how am I just making these huge, like, life decisions? And I feel so calm. Like, I feel weirdly calm. And I feel like if you do feel that way, then you know it's right. Like, I feel like if you do things that make you feel good, that's what makes you aligned and grounded and, you know, in your own contentment that you've created from within. And then that's when you kind of tr- like learn how to start to trust that gut feeling. You learn how to kind of, you know, wake up your intuition and then listen to that. Hey everyone, it's Shane Saribi on Back to Basic Breath. Today, our guest speaker will be Wally. She's going to be talking to us about her journey with yoga and entrepreneurship. And she has just been such a light and inspiration in my life. And y'all are going to love her. I can't wait for you to get to know her. So let's get started. Hey, Wally. What's up? <laughs> Not much. I'm doing well, doing well. How are you? Um, I'm good. Kind of in a weird time in my life right now. And it happened like all, you know, in the last like four days. So, you know, it's like not unexpected, but I'm good. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, uh, we'll get more into that. But I do feel like this, it makes it just the perfect time to be doing this podcast um, with all of these life changes. So uh, if you want to start just by introducing yourself, telling us a little bit about who you are, and we'll go from there. Yeah. um, So my name is Wally, uh, like the robot. (laughs) And I was a springboard and platform diver for 17 years. Um, I was on Team USA, and then I went to University of Miami for college. I dove there, um, was a three-time All-American, and then, long story short, decided my junior going into senior year of college that I was going to retire my sport after I graduated college and not keep training for 2020, which now apparently is 2021 Olympics, so (laughs) after... I graduated college. I went to Costa Rica and did my teacher training for yoga and then started my first big girl job a couple months later. And, you know, a lot of stuff has happened in between. <laughs> and here we are. I love that. That's so cool. I have known Wally since pretty much both of the start of our Instagram little careers that we have going. Um, but Wally also does some other things. So I know you have your YouTube page and a few other hobbies and little side businesses that you have going on. Do you want to expand upon those? Sure. Yeah. Um, so right after college, I had a job at Fox sports in production, realized that that's not the route I wanted to go with my life. So I quit that and decided to just teach yoga full time. Um, and then when I did that, I absolutely loved it, but was teaching so many classes. I just realized like that just wasn't sustainable. So, um, January of this year, I decided to get, um, another job and just teach yoga part-time. Um, and, 
I started that job in February and I was working with nurses that were becoming travel nurses. And obviously it's 2020 and come March, a month after I started my job, obviously COVID-19 happened and being in the healthcare industry and working with the nurses, it was absolutely insane. Um, It was fun in the sense of like, I had to learn a whole new realm of stuff I had no idea about. Um, So that was super exciting for me. And then when we got sent home to work from home, um, I realized that I had like, you know, this extra time with not having to commute to work. So I was like, well, what should I do? I was like, I'm going to start a YouTube channel. So decided to start a YouTube channel. Um, I also have been uh, using like essential oils for about two and a half years, but um, over quarantine, I realized like how much I was depending on my oils and how much they were like helping me through this difficult year. Um, and yeah, so it's like, I started the YouTube channel and then started like kind of delving into my oils a little bit more just because of how much they were helping me. And then, um, like my friends were like, what, how are you like coping with everything going on? And then I'd be like, try this oil. And they're like, what the heck? And so it it like kind of just snowballed effect from there. And then, um, after I started my YouTube channel for a little bit, um, I was reached out by um, a founder of this uh, new fitness app that just launched uh, a couple of weeks ago. It's called Strollo, S-T-R-O-L-O. They asked me to be a yoga instructor on that app. So since I started that a couple of weeks ago, I decided to put my YouTube channel on hold, which was really hard for me because I put like my heart (laughs) and soul into it. So um, now I'm just focusing on that. on that Strollo app um, because the founders are amazing. I love the idea. I just think it's going to be really, really awesome. Um, And then last Friday, I had this random job opportunity present itself um, working with uh, college coaches. It's a software to help them recruit um, college or athletes, you know, that are going to high school too. So decided to take that. So I quit my job yesterday and I start that job on Monday. So I have the next couple of days off. So, you know, I have a lot of moving parts and a lot going on, but yeah, grateful for, for everything that's happened thus far. Lovely. And a lot to unpack, but we'll break it down a little bit. So I would say that through all of these changes, these twists and turns, um, you know, that is hard. You're an entrepreneur and you trust yourself to go after what you feel is best for you. I would say, or I would ask, I guess, what kind of, what mindset do you take on or what helps you when you're going through like what, whether or not should I put my YouTube on hold? Should I go this route or this route, or I'm going to quit my job and go with my gut and go with this job instead, like sort of how was the headspace as you navigated those jobs? Yeah, that's actually a really good question. I've never been asked that. And when you, when I hear it out loud of someone else's mouth, I'm like, dang, I sound like a psycho. Um, <laughs> but um, I don't know. I actually was thinking about this the other day. Like, how am I doing this? Like, how am I just making these huge like life decisions? And I feel so calm. Like, I feel weirdly calm. And I feel like if you do feel that way, then you know it's right. And like, yeah, there's moments and spurts of that. But at the 
end of the day, I was calm and I knew in my gut that it was the right thing. But with that being said, I feel like it takes like a long, long time of just learning about yourself through meditation, through yoga, like, and just through doing things that make you feel good. Because I feel like if you do things that make you feel good, that's what makes you aligned and grounded and, you know, in your own contentment that you've created from within. And then that's when you kind of like learn how to start to trust that gut feeling. You learn how to kind of, you know, wake up your intuition and then listen to that and then not let your like ego mind like get in the way of it. Cause I think a lot of times we get confused with ego and intuition. So just learning how to quiet the ego and like let the intuition kind of like guide you. I don't know if that made any sense, but you're speaking <laughs> my language. I, I, <laughs> I absolutely love that. And I think it goes perfectly. Um, my first podcast was sort of just setting the ground and it, I spoke about how really you have to start with building self-awareness, getting to know yourself, getting to trust yourself, getting to believe in yourself. And so I feel like what you just said is almost essentially that, like it really does come down to believing in you, trusting your gut. And that starts with putting in the work to get to know yourself anyway, through things like you said, yoga, meditation, whatever, whatever I like to say, whatever is your yoga. This decision of taking this new job, I was actually... I was like, you know what I need to do to like really make sure that like this is something I want to do. I went surfing. So, and I think surfing is a huge part of my meditation practice. So it's like, you're exactly right. Like you're like yoga isn't the same for everyone, nor does it have to be, you know, on your mat. So I completely and wholeheartedly agree with that. I love that you surf. I think surfing is kind of in that way has been my running for me. I never expected to find yeah meditation or just from running like I was so running used to <laughs> make me want to like curl up in a ball and die and now I'm like I go for runs for meditation like, like what the hell did she just run that many miles <laughs> I cannot imagine <laughs> I it's been but it's it's really been it's been awesome and it and it all came down to that came down to as well my mindset I couldn't enjoy it before because of expectations I set for myself that I did not need to be and yeah when you really do slow down take that time to breathe and tune in listen to your body it's always telling you what it wants and needs it, it does become clear and I liked what you said how at the end of at the end of the day there is that overwhelming sense of this is right like i'm this is where i need to be and i think that's awesome advice and an awesome place to start i think it just builds perfectly off of the week 1 podcast as well so i know yoga is kind of like where we turn when we're struggling but i would say just in terms of navigating or being an entrepreneur and having to navigate roadblocks and obstacles that come up along the way because right being an entrepreneur chasing your dreams being your own boss a lot of hard work um I would say what kind of what either advice do you have or what do you find 
that you help that helps you when there's just a bad day or a roadblock or something that's coming up that is just stressful and you're not sure how to navigate it yet? That's a loaded question because uh, <laughs> I feel like some days I need something and some days I need another thing. So I feel like you have to like recognize what it is and what those things are that you can turn to that will help you through that day. So like in reality, we can only take it like step by step, right? It's not like we can fix a problem that's going to happen three days from now. So it's like just remembering that like bring yourself back like to the present moment. And I know it sounds like so cliche, but like that's literally all we have is like right now. So it's like, what can I do right now? That's going to make me feel a little bit better. Even if it's just like 1% better, like that's better than nothing or what's going to give me like that sense of hope or a sense of peace. So sometimes for me, that looks like turning to my friends or my family and like going out to a movie or going out for happy hour or whatever it is. Um, but sometimes I need to, you know, just turn to something that isn't external um, like my yoga practice or go surfing. So it's like, I think it's important to have both things. So whether it's a person or people, um, that, you know, you can turn to that will always like put a smile on your face. Um, and also have something that you can always turn to that will always be there for you. That's not an external person or thing. Um, so it's what it's like, it's like sitting with your self in your breath or going out for a run or whatever it is. So it's, then it's up to you to like kind of figure out in that moment that you bring yourself to, it's like what right now is going to help me feel better. Cause I feel like when you turn on those things or turn to those things, that's like what kind of gets you to keep putting one foot in front of the next. Cause that's really all you can do. Cause like, obviously times get hard. Obviously life is not all rainbows and butterflies as much as we'd like it to be. So it's like learning to turn to those things that help you just keep propelling forward and not staying stagnant or taking steps backwards. That's kind of like, so my first podcast, I spoke about self-awareness, self-management, self-efficacy. And I know we talked about having that self-awareness, being able to trust your gut and go with the decisions that best serve you and feel good about that. And then we have navigating your life when it starts to get overwhelming and having that balance between when do I just need to spend to slow down and spend time with me? When do I need to let go and go have fun and blow off steam with friends and family? And I think that ties really well into the next step, which is self-management. And so once you take your step into your dream, into that new job, then it's like, how can I find the balance of taking care of myself and yeah, still taking one step forward, one step after the next. So I think that makes a lot of sense. If you had to um, recommend essential oils, a few, just a few like that you would recommend for stress, anxiety, or just finding calmness, like anything along those lines, what essential oils would you say are your go-tos? I have a few that I use for those reasons. Um, but 
well, cause like the specific brand that I use, like has certain blends that, um, do that for me. So mm-hmm. like individual oils, obviously lavender, um, is good for, um, frankincense is awesome as well. Pretty much anything that is like earthy, like bergamot or cedar wood, something like that. It's very grounding. If you need anything like uplifting, that's going to like, you need something like boost your mood or um, boost your energy, anything like citrusy, like um, orange, lemon, peppermint, anything like that. Those are all very uplifting oils. Um, But some of the oils that I personally love and use every single day, um, it's called, one of them is called Envision and one of them is called um, Valor. And I just like cannot live without them. (laughs) Yeah, I love oils. So much. How did you first discover oils? So I tried like my mom got a few oils like a few years ago. I don't really know where or how she got them, but I tried them. I was like, oh yeah, they smell good. I guess like they smell nice, um, but they didn't really like. I didn't like feel any like <laughs> from them, and I was like, I don't get why people are so crazy about these. Like I don't feel any different. Yeah, sure. It smells pretty good, but yeah. So I kind of just like didn't really believe in them. And then my cousin, um, she lives out in Mm -hmm. California and she had a gnarly ear infection and she like put the oils like around the ear, put some on um, like a cotton ball and put the cotton ball in her ear and then slept. And like, she had woke up the next morning with her like pillow was like soaking wet and it, the oils literally like drew the infection or whatever was going on in her ear out and she felt so much better so I was like huh maybe that stuff is no joke so I tried the brand she was using and it was just like night and day and I just like was like oh well maybe it's just like the <laughs> where I'm getting my oils from makes makes a difference and then once I started doing more research on it I was like oh okay yeah that definitely plays a huge part into it so just you know like doing research on where exactly like your oil is coming from um, things like that do make big differences. And I gave like a bunch of different brands, like a really, really true chance, but I just like can never stray away from like what I use now. And I think that goes to show that whether it's, you know, supplements or a workout program or essential oils, when it comes to our health, it really is so important to do that research because sometimes I know at least for myself for so long, I with supplements, with skincare, with various things, I just bought what seemed to work for the cheapest price. And oftentimes that was always the issue <laughs> was the, not me, but the product I was purchasing and not doing the research and finding out, yeah, what makes an essential oil, a high quality essential oil and just educating. My next question is about, oh, your malas. Are you, or you can just share a little bit about that and then we can go from there. Are used for meditation. So there's 108 beads and 108 is a a sacred number in yoga. Um, And there's a knot tied in between each bead and each knot is tied with intention. So um, whatever mala I'm making for that specific person, if it is a custom mala, I ask them like what they want their intention to be. And then like with each knot that I tie in between each bead, I just like repeat that intention into my head. 
and making malas is just like super grounding for me. Um, and so I think that's why I feel like they're so special in my opinion is because like I love making them so much and they are made like, you know, with intention and with, with like that love that I just have of making them, especially for the people that reach out and like they tell me like the story and like why they want the mala and why they want a specific stone or they ask me what stones will work for them with what they're going through. And so I just feel like it's just like a, such a, an intimate thing. And I, I, yeah, I really enjoy it. So pretty much you use them for meditation and you kind of wrap it around your hand and like with your thumb, you pull one bead over at a time. And with each bead, you say your mantra, like an I am statement, like I am strong, I'm confident or whatever mantra or word or dedication that you want to use for that specific meditation, you just repeat it at each um, bead you pull through your hand and the necklace like kind of goes in a circle. And when you make it to the, the tassel part of it, you know that you just repeated that intention to yourself 108 times. And some people just go through their mala once and then that's their end of their meditation or they go through it multiple times, but it's just like an easy way to like, you know, keep track of where you are in your meditation. Um, and the stones obviously have energetic qualities that have different benefits for different reasons. I feel as though a lot of people have heard the word mala, have seen yogis wearing them and maybe even have one themselves and might not even know why or, or might know like I feel like a lot of people know about stones and crystals and energy they carry but even just taking it one step further I'm not sure if it's really common knowledge to be used for meditation and going through each bead and reaffirm that is like a beautiful image in my mind and I think something that is really valuable and worth worth trying if you put in the research and if yoga is what you connect with that you know, essential adding in, maybe essential oils, um, intention and affirmation practices, getting a mala. I think that could be an awesome way for anyone to start building their self-awareness practice and really, you know, get, or whatever it is, maybe you have a self-awareness practice, but there's something specific in your life that you're trying, that you need clarity with, and you're not quite sure how to get there. You don't have a meditation practice yet. And so, all three, yoga, essential oils, malas, I think they tie so beautifully together. As we start to wrap up, I wanted to kind of dive a little deeper. I know we talked about a little bit like roadblocks and we talked about you gave advice on getting to know yourself better in terms of making those big risky decisions. I would say putting yourself back in your shoes two or three years ago, what do you wish you could have known sooner? What do you wish you could have done differently? Something that you could look back on and tell yourself if you had the chance. <laughs> I would say like, I, I touched on it a little bit before, but like just knowing the difference from your ego and your intuition, because your ego can be so powerful and overwhelming sometimes that it feels like, it can trick you into thinking that is your intuition, but like me three, four years ago, like 
sometimes knew the difference, but not all the time. And I just feel like I'm in such a different place now because of some life events that I've been through um, and like having to turn to my yoga practice to like give me any sense of hope in like times I didn't have any. Um, so it's like, you know, turning to your yoga practice or whatever that looks like for you. And it doesn't have to be like some sort of like huge life altering event for you to come to this. Like it happened to me, but I also didn't have someone, you know, giving me advice or telling me how this could come about. Um, so pretty much when it like completely switched for me was when I would show up on my mat with like literally no hope of ever feeling better again. Um, so like I lost my brother three years ago um, and the only thing that would get me out of bed was cause I would just go straight to the yoga studio in Miami when I, uh, cause I was in college at the time. So I just get out of bed at 6 a.m go to pra uh, my yoga practice that started at 6 30 a.m and like every single day I had to show up on my mat or I just like couldn't make it through the day so it's like when you have to like turn to something to kind of like get you through something that's when you start to like notice the transition in not just like your physical body like okay yeah like physically I'm feeling better but like emotionally mentally like I was able to start to you know, separate my ego from my intuition. Like my ego is telling me like, you're never going to feel better. Like you're never going to get through this. But then I started to learn like my gut, my intuition was like, no, like you are going to, it's just going to take time. And you're just going to have to keep doing this like internal work to keep putting one foot in front of the other. Because like, sometimes it feels impossible to do that. But like, that's, I, and I alluded to this earlier, but like, that's when you have to turn to the things that give you a sense of hope and a sense of peace. Cause that's the only way you're going to keep moving forward. Or if you choose to not to show up for yourself and you intentionally do not do the things that you know will make you feel better, that's when you stay stagnant. And that's when you let your ego win. So it's like, knowing that even though at that moment you don't want to go and do that one thing that you know will make you feel better you do it anyways and then you're like whoa okay I made myself do that now I'm now I'm here and like I look back at myself three years ago to where I am now and I just like I literally cannot believe it and it's just because I kept forcing myself to turn to that one thing that I know will always have my back. And that is my yoga practice. And that's how over the past three years, I've been able to separate ego from intuition. And I think that is like your biggest, biggest asset to, you know, growth. I agree. Absolutely. And, and just the so much, so much growth from showing up to a practice, showing up for yourself every day, whether it's healing, you get discipline, you get habit building, there's so much that comes with that. One thing that you said that I thought was really interesting was that it was kind of that rock bottom or that just really bad place, you're going through a loss or grief, something else where you really found just how strong you were, and you found all of that growth. And 
I what if you had any advice for someone who's like, well, I don't fit that description. I haven't had something really push me or force me to grow. Like, how can I just take that next step on my own? That's a good question. Because like when I was like, you know, like at the beginning, like when I first lost him, I would like look at like my peers in college because I was a junior in college. I'd look at my peers and I'd just be like, gosh, you're so lucky. You're not feeling what I'm feeling right now. Like I would do anything not to feel this right now. Then I would like have to like, you know, check in with myself and be like, listen, like everyone's 10 is different. So we all have like a scale of one to 10 of like the 10, the shittiest thing, like anything has ever happened to us. And like the most pain we've ever felt, you know? So like every, everyone's 10 Mm -hmm. is different. So just because like someone didn't lose a sibling doesn't mean that they experienced like really bad pain, you know? So it's like, even if like people think that they haven't gone through something as horrible as losing a sibling or, you know, like you with like your, your eating disorders, like, it's like, it's like, you don't have to go through something that seems quote unquote, as bad as our situation, because everyone's 10 is different. So it's like, don't wait for something horrible to happen. And don't think that something horrible has to happen in order to be successful or to start a practice that can change your life either way. Like, I believe yoga will change your life no matter what. Like, you know, like, that's just not fair to put that on yourself. So don't wait. Don't stop showing up for yourself. Yeah, and I love that. I love at the very end you said, um, like, don't not do something just because you haven't had this horrible trauma. And I also think understanding that every 10 that everyone does have a 10, everyone does have a trauma, and it all looks different, comes all the way back to the beginning of building your self-awareness. It's almost like if you don't have kind of a clear, like you lost someone, you had a surgery that didn't go well, there was, you know, an assault that happened. And you're like, okay, if you think if you're if you think that's all that traumas are and you don't have your self-awareness practice, then yeah, you're probably you probably are gonna be like, I haven't had any struggles, I don't know what to do. But with that self-awareness and tuning in, you do discover those little things and and this did bring me pain and I did overcome it and I should be proud of myself for that. And and finding the smaller successes that we deem small, even though we shouldn't. this has been so awesome I've loved hearing your perspective on things how yoga has helped you your mollies your essential oils if there's anything else you want to share any last minute things please feel free or if you're if you're feeling like you've said it all that's fine too I I guess I just take this time to say thank you for thinking of me for being a part of this I I think you're already doing amazing things but I think you're going to continue to and this podcast I think is you know going to be so much help for so many people and I'm just you know stoked and honored to be a part of it and um, I guess like if anyone ever wants to reach out to me personally if you like resonated with my story or whatever um, want guidance on anything Um, I'm just always like here for you and I'm always happy to listen and happy to talk and I'm always down to meet new people. So feel free to reach out. um, Is at Wally W A L L Y dot yoga.
that again, Wally, W-A-L-L-Y dot yoga. And then if you want to look at my malas, I, I think it's in my bio to um, look at my malas as well, but I have a separate page for that. Um, and it's just Wally's malas. So Wally again, W-A-L-L-Y-S-M-A-L-A-S, Wally's malas. And yeah, check me out and hit me up. <laughs>